The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to LPO, Landing Page Optimization. Landing page optimization expert Tim Ash is here to show you what it takes to create optimal landing pages. LPO brings you detailed case studies, opinions, and analysis from the leaders of landing page optimization. Now here's your host, Tim Ash. Welcome, listeners. This is your host, Tim Ash, for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. And today I'm going to interview a guy that I just walked in off the street, uh, you know, not smelling too good either. No, wait, uh, no, that's somebody else. Uh, I'm going to interview my, my good friend and fellow CEO, Eric Hansen, uh, from SiteSpec. Welcome back, Eric. Thanks, Tim. <clears throat> Always glad to be back. Um, well, you say that now, but I'm going to beat you up in this interview. Okay. Well, all right. Well, so ask me that again at the end of the interview. <laughs> okay, you got it. Now, Eric, you run a company called SiteSpec out of the Boston area, and um, yes. you guys are specialists in kind of you know, heavy-duty testing. You have your particular niche in the ecosystem of testing technologies. Can you tell us a little bit about, remind us what makes you, uh, SiteSpec kind of unique? Sure. So, um, yeah, so SiteSpec is uh, a, a company that does uh, testing and targeting and different types of optimization uh, for web marketers and analysts. And the thing that we've really become known for over the years is our non-intrusive approach. Um, and it's really um, a technology advantage that we have that enables uh, marketers to do these different types of optimizations without actually having to change their site. So there's no JavaScript or um, uh, code changes or software to install or deploy or anything like that. Um, it basically happens, uh, you know, again, non-intrusively. Um, it happens on the fly uh, at, the, at the network level uh, as pages uh, and content flies uh, over the Internet. Okay, well, so let me kind of say that in English, if you don't mind. Um, sure. I mean, yeah, this is something that I cover in detail, by the way, in the second edition of my landing page optimization book, which just came out, and you can find that on Amazon. But I call this... There's three approaches to handling content. There's basically server side. You change it right inside of your your web server content management system. There's client side. Once you get the page, you can redraw it using JavaScript essentially in the browser. And then there's your method, which I kind of belongs to a class I call intercept. In other words, page flies by without you know it's it's delivered by the web server, but Something intercepts it, an appliance of yours, uh, remaps it, draws some other version of it, and sends it on. So by the time it gets to the browser, there's nothing to change. It's already changed. Is that right? That's yeah. That's a pretty good description. Um, So yeah, I mean, uh, I'm. I don't want to get too technical, but uh, in the grand scheme of things, what we do is actually very similar to what um, content delivery networks do, where uh, you know they're in this position in the network of routing traffic back and forth between a browser and a website, and as that um, as that traffic flows through uh, the network, uh, you know a CDN or in this case a SiteSpec cloud solution has the ability to manipulate that content so that when it gets to the browser. 
uh, it might be different than what the web server actually produced. That's um, right. So, so that's yeah, we, basically, yeah. So when with content delivery networks, for those of you that may not be familiar, their primary purpose is to speed up the internet. So they're holding. Uh, copies of websites or certain web content like large images closer to where they're being asked for, kind of on the periphery of the Internet to speed up your page load times. So what you're saying is you kind of have that, except you're actually changing the content too as it flies by. So the main advantage of this is if you have a complicated or very creaky content management system, and I think that's most of them out there, uh, you don't, the content management system doesn't actually even know the test is going on. Your technology right. changes things after the fact. That's right, yeah. Um, and, you know, and just on a side note, it's, it's interesting because these days there are um, – there's actually kind of this bumper crop of different types of technologies that do things um, using a similar approach, um, although for different reasons. So, for example, there are um, solutions that are non-intrusive that do uh, language transformation. So the site coughs up English, and then uh, when it gets to the browser, it's been localized into that you know uh, end user's preferred language, whether it's French or German or what have you. Um, so that on-the-fly language translation. And we've even seen ones that do... Uh, on-the-fly mobile translations to so turning a desktop site into uh, a mobile-friendly version. So, um, so it's actually increasingly common that this is, um, you know, kind of a method for uh, for adding this kind of solution or this type of um, uh, benefit to uh, an existing website. And you know, and yeah, and our slant on it happens to be testing and targeting uh, and in d- different types of marketing optimization. Yeah, and so again, just as a, to to kind of wrap up on this part, I think that your solution is probably uh, very well suited for uh, again larger companies that are not that flexible in terms of how they produce their web content. So you can kind of give, empower their marketing department to make changes within the marketing department without having to get web development or IT involved. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's one of the big benefits for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, good. So um, now there's a lot that can be changed with this approach. Uh, you know, perhaps not some of the more JavaScript-based approaches are, are more limited because you're, you know, you might have JavaScript on the page. It conflicts with other JavaScript that may be there, but you can pretty much swap out anything. So let's. Uh, I want to focus on kind of beyond the basic stuff. You and I have both done some, you know, advanced testing. You guys probably more than than we have even at Site Tuners, but. Um, Okay, what, what's most people when they talk about testing, they talk about split testing. Here's one version of a page, here's another. Or sure. they might talk about basic multivariate testing, you know, red button, green button, this headline, that headline. But that's really just swapping out essentially static content on a static page. I want to focus today's conversation with you on kind of the, the advanced stuff. Um, sure. What, what, what's beyond that kind of uh, static? Um, shuffling around content on the page. Right. So, yeah, you know, um, you know, five years ago, we were definitely talking about, you know, best headline and best button and, you know, best hero shot and stuff like that. And, and for sure, that's still part of the mix. Uh, but, um, you know, one of, the, one of the exciting things about being in this industry um, is that, you know, yeah, the, the user base uh, is growing and evolving. And a lot of people have been at this now for a bunch of years. And I think they've, um, they've done kind of all the low-hanging fruit and they're looking for, you know, where do we turn next? You know, the goal is um, 
Well, the goal is twofold. The goal is to provide a better user experience, right, which is a user-centric view of optimization, uh, and simultaneously increase those uh, metrics or those um, business KPIs that are important to us so that we make more money, increase conversion rate, et cetera. And so, you know, what we've seen uh, people doing in general as well as with our tool set um, over the years uh, increasingly is that they're looking for uh, these new nooks and crannies and these new opportunities. Um, And so beyond, you know, beyond those things that you just mentioned, we see people looking at things like um, how do we test uh, and optimize for new features, for example, things that, uh, you know, don't have a lot of history on the site uh, for example, some kind of a, a shopper assistant or a cross-sell functionality. You know, how do we roll that out uh, and then fine-tune that feature so that it's most effective? And you know, there's more to that than just changing some content that's visible. There can be server-side pieces, and there can even be third-party components uh, if part or all of that functionality is provided uh, by another vendor, by another solution. Um, so that would be one kind of example, and you know, we could. We could spend actually all afternoon um, talking about this, but you know, I think that the broad stroke, the thing that's important is um, that marketers are, um, you know, whether they realize it or not, they're starting to think a bit more like site developers uh, and thinking in this vantage point of user experience being a lot more than just the copy that's on the page or uh, the location of the button or the color of the button, and it's really everything and anything that uh, contributes to the experience that the user has, uh, their ability to uh, complete a task uh, or um, do so in a, you know easier or less difficult way, uh, etc. And, you know, really the sky's the limit. The, the bigger the site, certainly the more stuff there is um, that ultimately can be, uh, can be optimized. Okay, well, you know, we're, we're going to have to break here in a minute, but uh, I want to just create a framework and then we can talk about it after the break. So basically, if, uh, you know, t- tell me if this makes sense for you. Um, the big kind of areas of opportunity that I'm seeing are, one is dynamic content. Like you say, even the, sure. the page yeah. is not static. You're dynamically creating parts of it based on, uh, on, on you know, database-generated stuff. Uh, yeah. The second is behavioral targeting, um, basically adapting the site to the actual interactions that the person is having with it. So it's, it's almost like you see in search results, uh, nobody gets the same search result. It's based on the context of all of their prior searches. Yep. So if, if, I'm a, if I'm a farmer in Oregon and I type in Apple, I'm going to get one type of results. If I'm a, you know, a urban hipster in San Francisco, Apple means Apple technology, right? So I'm going to get completely different results for the same search. Yeah. Um, and then finally, I think uh, what you mentioned, kind of third-party plugins of various kinds and uh, actually changing the experience based on other data you may know, like data append. Uh, from your customer relationship management system or from third-party data sources. Um, So I want to come back to those after the break, but have I missed any big areas? Um, I I think those are some good ones. Let's let's dig into those. Okay, sounds good. So we're going to be back in a couple of minutes after a word from our wonderful sponsors. This is Tim Ash, your host for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. More LPO, Landing Page Optimization, in just a moment. 
MySEOTool.com is your all-in-one SEO management resource. MySEOTool.com makes it easy to optimize and oversee all of your SEO efforts. Line-by-line detailed reports help you identify any problems and show you how to fix them. MySEOTool.com is completely automated. Once you use it, you will see a rise in your search rankings and traffic. Try MySEOTool risk-free today. Go to MySEOTool.com. MySEOTool.com. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Rise links and web indexes. Take a bow to the largest link map in the world. Majestic SEO. Majestic SEO wields its virtual sort with speed and accuracy to deliver detailed reports of your company's link data and that of your competition. Let Majestic SEO make you your own king of internet marketers and join the crusade of clients and agencies that have chosen the noble choice for link intelligence. MajesticSEO.com Maximize ROI to use your time and let Majestic wield its your virtual webmaster frat house. Webmasterradio.fm. Hey, bring your togas. Webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for listening. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Welcome back to LPO, landing page optimization, only on Webmasterradio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. And we're back. This is Tim Ash, your host for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. And I'm continuing my conversation with my good buddy, Eric Hansen from SiteSpec. Now, Eric, uh, before the break, we talked about this framework of it can, important ways that dynamic information can be included in tests. Uh, so uh, database-driven parts of the page, behavioral targeting, and third-party kind of real-time data append. Uh, let's talk about each of those in turn. So if we, sure. let's start with... Uh, dynamically generated content. So what kinds of stuff are you testing uh, on pages that have dynamically generated content? If you give some concrete examples, that'd be great. Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, so the, you know, s- search results is obviously a big one, and that's, uh, that's the example you kind of opened up with. Uh, you know, not only could search results change uh, based on the end user, uh, but search results, uh, in, at least in my experience, uh, both, you know, on the optimization side and as an end user, is that they can change uh, based on the inventory uh, or you know what is happening on that site at a given time. So if it's a retailer, uh, you know, I could do a search, um, you know, for a particular product or a SKU, and you know, half an hour later, I could do that same search and I could get different results. 
uh, and that could be because new products have been introduced or inventory levels have changed, uh, or a marketer or a merchandiser has just gone in there and decided that they're going to change uh, you know the kind of product that they're pushing at a particular point in time. Okay, so, so featured products and you know, which which products to feature and uh, you know uh, not showing out of stock stuff and maybe or maybe suggesting different upsells or cross sells, basically changing the algorithm of what results you actually show. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, you know, so some of the things that uh, make uh, that type of uh, site feature or function. Uh, you know, actually tricky to test and optimize in conventional means is that, you know, again, the content that's coming back could change, uh, you know, uh, on a user-to-user or on a minute-to-minute basis. And so, you know, what do we see as uh, some of the, uh, you know, kind of levers that you might want to tweak there? Uh, well, for one thing, um, what is the presentation of that of those search results? You know, are you getting a single column uh, set of ten, or are you getting a two column set of twenty? Uh, or or seen, a grid layout, or what have exactly? You, right? How much yeah. detail to show about each listing? Absolutely, yeah. And, you know, we we've seen um, some really interesting uh, tests that different uh, folks that we work with in the retail sector have done. Uh, in fact, you, you just you kind of spoiled my surprise, but. Um, you know the yeah single color versus or sorry single uh, column versus a grid layout uh, is a really interesting one um, and of course search results is uh, another you know it's it's a merchandising opportunity so we see people you know um, trying uh, new ideas like um, adding uh, you know like a hover over functionality where uh, you might get a thumbnail and when you hover over it you get kind of a light box. Um, you know, a pop-up that gives you a lot more detail, uh, and you can actually add a cart right from that um, that dynamic pop-up. So there's all sorts of ways that, again, you know, thinking from the perspective of an end user, um, you can help a uh, a user find what they might be interested in. Uh, you know, with fewer clicks, fewer navigation, fewer hassle. Um, mm-hmm. And this is all just from that search result. And the reason right. I like the search example is. It's it's one of a, a handful of places on a site where the user has deliberately expressed some intent to you. They've told right. you actually what they're looking for. And if you can pick up that cue um, and work with it and find ways to really streamline, you know, getting them from here's what I want to, you know, here's a whole bunch of options uh, and, you know, how many options you give, of course, is another thing that, uh, that you right. can do test. You, do, you, do you have an infinitely scrollable page or do you show 10 yeah. per, 20 per uh, per page and uh, exactly. how discoverable is all of that? How deep do you want them to go into your long tail if you have a, a lot of information and the products? Yeah, That's great right. great stuff. Okay, let's talk next about behavioral targeting. Now, this is a real broad class of stuff. It's a yep. technical term, but basically what it means is you're actually going to change my experience based on my interactions with the website. Uh, maybe not right. even just on that visit, but also on prior visits. Uh, so yep. talk what kinds of um, tests are people doing to actually do real-time kind of um, behavioral triggers and, and changes? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, so, you know, just to clarify, yeah, I mean, behavioral targeting is, a, is kind of a broad term. Here we're talking specifically about site-side targeting um, as opposed to, like, ad network targeting, um, even though there is kind of a dovetail of the two. Um, but, yeah, the idea is how do you personalize, how do you um, – tailor that site, uh, the user experience for a particular user uh, based on what you know of past history or even lack of history. 
uh, and you know try to not have your site attempt to be a one size fits all. Um, and so you know w- one of the you know kind of immediate low hang fruit items is how do we treat new visitors versus repeat users, um, mm-hmm. and is there a way that we can you know kind of greet people uh, who have returned to our site even with some remnants of where they might have left off on a previous visit. Uh, so that uh, they don't feel like they're you know starting anew, and in fact they're they're coming back to something that's a bit more familiar, and they can remember. Oh yeah, you know I um, I had gone through part of a checkout, and I didn't you know I didn't complete because the phone rang, or I had to leave for you know for work, uh, leave work for the day, or what have you. Um, and so people return to a site, and you know uh, one way to take advantage of that targeting capability um, that you may have um, again is to um, you know, kind of return uh, that uh, sort of sent to that sent trail, uh, so users, um, you know, don't have to spend as much time kind of getting back to where they were when they last. Okay, um, so so off. if it's a complicated process, and uh, you know, example, we're working with uh, a, a cruise company right now for booking cruises. I mean, that's not something you're likely to do on one visit. So if you left off in the middle and you come back again. You don't want to go through all of that rigmarole. So ideally, you you save their state and bring them back right to the middle of the process so they can pick up where they left off. Yeah. Yeah. And also, things are of of different – of interest to first-time versus repeat visitors. You don't have to tell them the – how your site or your product works after the first time. Presumably, they already know. So maybe not devote as much uh, homepage real estate to, to that kind of information for return visitors. Yeah, or, or or not. I mean, for a return visitor, you you probably know more about them at that point. So that same real estate you might have used on the homepage or or some kind of an entry page, uh, you know, for br- maybe broad merchandising. Now you can be much more narrow. Again, I, I like your your cruise um, operator example. Uh, you know, I've been through that sort of stuff myself as an end user, and you know, yeah, it takes you a while to kind of figure out the couple of options you want. Uh, and at that point, now you're looking at dates and classes of rooms and stuff like that. And it wouldn't be great if I could just come back, you know, a day later and uh, it's remembered, you know, kind of the destination I wanted and the time frame I've wanted and some of the features. And I can sort of, you know, then just pick right up on those last final issues of, you know, OK, um, you know, what's the exact date and availability and whatnot. So, yeah, I think that's a great example. Yeah, and it's and you know again, this is of course you should allow them to save their work for complex processes. So if they yeah. requested a quote or something, and you you email them that link so they can come back. But what we're talking here is more like inferential, just based on stuff they've done on the site. If they looked for Bahamas cruises, and if they looked for uh, only uh, or luxury ocean view rooms, then you can bring them back to again kind of an unbaked intermediate state, but that at least recognizes their past interactions with the site. That's right. Yeah. And and you know, there and there's a there's a dovetail here too between the testing part and the targeting part. You know, so we're talking about, you know, kind of personalization um well, as a synonym for targeting. Uh but even within that personalized experience, you know, there's a lot of opportunity for testing. So someone returns to the site where they had previously spent a lot of time researching particular cruise packages um and now when they come back in, you know, you have the ability to test, for example, okay, sh- you know, maybe uh, as soon as they come in, I can start telling them about um, different add-ons to a cruise package. Um, or maybe that's actually the wrong time to do it, uh, and you should wait until they've selected and they've nailed down time frames and they've actually gotten into, like, a booking form to do it. Um, and that's, that's, right. something that, that's something you could test. You know, I mean, maybe it's actually, 
an incentive to, you know, kind of keep that excitement, um, you know, to start uh, with some kind of a, um, a upsell package right when they come back for that second visit, or maybe you should delay that. And those are things you can test and optimize. That's right. Okay. Well, uh, you know, we'll come back to our our final topic of. Uh, the real-time data pen in a minute here after our break. Uh, and I also want to explore uh, the wild side of Eric. I understand you're like a music mashup kind of guy. Should we do like a little electronica trance stuff? Or uh, Anyway, we'll... Yeah, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Dubstep, dude. Yeah, yeah, All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, okay, uh, we'll be back in two minutes after a word from our sponsors. More LPO landing page optimization in just a moment. How far do your ads reach? You don't have to fly around the world for the right consumers and clients to find your business. What you need is profit through performance. Location 3 Media helps you to increase your brand's findability and performance. Let Location 3 Media help you create efficient and effective online marketing campaigns that fit your needs and get you results. We know every click starts a journey. Where will your brand be on the path? Visit Location3Media.com. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brad Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Radio's Virtual Autobahn. WebmasterRadio.fm. Moving at the speed of light. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Welcome back to LPO, Landing Page Optimization, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. And we're back. This is your host, Tim Ash, with LPO, Landing Page Optimization. And before the break, uh, I was teasing Eric about his uh, lack of musical taste. No, I mean, wait. Uh, tell me about <laughs> mash- mashups and your recent interest in mashups. Yeah. Well, I've been a longtime fan of electronic music, um, and within the last year, I just started getting into this genre of mashups, which is basically, uh, you know, sampling um, of songs that could be from the '60s, '70s, '80s, you know, whenever, uh, and, and putting new lyrics or hip hop or what have you on top of it, and just 
really interesting, creative ways um, to stitch this stuff together. And, and a lot of the folks that are doing this um, are not, you know, really traditional musicians or DJs. Uh, a lot of them are kind of geeks, and they're, you know, they're engineers, and they're people that like to wrench around with software. Uh, and of course, that's all near and dear to my heart as well. So it's, it's kind of <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you know, I was surprised at how many technical people have an interest in in, in music or some creative outlets. I'm an artist and a photographer myself. Uh, it seems like uh, you know that that creativity to do interesting stuff uh, kind of overflows the engineering and technical yeah. boundaries. Absolutely. Well, 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 good for you. Okay, I want to yeah. talk about one final topic in the time we have left, and that is uh, real-time data pen and what can be done with it. I mean, most people have no clue, but um, you know, for both business-to-business and business-to-consumer, you can actually, in real time, pull a lot of information about an anonymous visitor who shows up on your site. For consumers, it might be household-level U.S. Census data. Uh, right. For a business, you might know what company they're coming from or at least the industry code and um, you know, all kinds of information about the size of the company and the vertical industry they're in. Uh, right. So how can we use that um, kind of tie in these real-time data feeds and data append to make interesting tests? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, what, what you're talking about, I, I guess I'd, I'd put it in two categories. You know, uh, one is... Um, getting anonymous data. A lot of times, it's based on geolocation. So you know, you figure out at a you know pretty accurate and pretty fine grained level where someone um, you know may reside or where they're uh, where they're visiting your site from. And from that, you can essentially get you know either actual census data or um, you know commercial sort of turbocharged versions of census data that give you a lot of other granularity about demographics and income and things like that that you're talking about. Yeah, uh, urbanicity, psychographic yeah. interests. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that, that's sort of one category um, that I would use. And, and I think that definitely gives you uh, the ability to uh, do more interesting kinds of targeting. Um, you know, you, you actually gave the example of, uh, you know, someone searching for the, you know, quote unquote Apple. And if they're in Iowa versus in, uh, in California, that, you know, could infer a completely different type of search result. And, and I think that's actually one example of that is geo, uh, geolocation is kind of one of the basic ones. You mean like soda um, versus pop? <laughs> That's yeah. That's that's actually another good one. So yeah, that's maybe more of a cultural one. But yeah, but, but re- regional yeah. differences if you know yeah. where they are for sure. Yep. Um, and so then the other sort of category I think I uh, would put out there, which is still data append, I think in the the kind of direct marketing lingo uh, way, is you, you probably uh, particularly as if you're um, a financial services company or uh, you're a type of business that has a, a ongoing relationship like an account with somebody. It could be mm-hmm. a cable, cable provider, phone provider, whatever. Uh, you, you probably have quite a bit of data, not, not even anonymous data, actual personal data about a user. Uh, and um, you know, once someone is authenticated into a site, uh, and provided you can do this with all you know above board um, respect to privacy and all that sort of stuff, uh, you have uh, quite a bit of additional detail that you can use to again provide a more personalized, uh, more effective user experience, and also inform the kinds of tests that you might present to certain people. You know, um, in using financial services as an example, uh, you might. Um, decide that we'd really like to figure out a good way to promote, uh, you know, our IRA 
um, you know, uh, individual retirement account products. And, and we right. know that your what your age is, and uh, we know what other stuff you've bought from us yeah. before. Exactly. And so on. Yeah, and, yeah, absolutely. And and you know, there's also um, I think that what we're talking about is is um, something that can also be used to uh, in a retail environment to mess with pricing. I mean, if you know someone's coming from a rich. Uh, household in Greenwich, Connecticut, uh, you might show them something different than you would uh, to someone from inner city Baltimore as a as a lead product to sell on the site and things like that. So yeah, um, well, there's yeah. So there, I mean, there's an analysis piece there, right? There, you, now, you, you could say that we're going to try testing price regardless of where people are, but we're going to spend time post hoc, in other words, after the fact analyzing our results and we're going to segment segment them by geo and we're going to say oh you know what people in this particular geographic area or this particular profile um, are willing to you know more of them will uh, will go for a higher price point so Erica you know the way that that I look at this is that uh, you may want to kind of combine where, where the real power of this comes in is with marketing automation systems and the ability to actually build a model first behind the scenes and then in real time essentially lead score someone and see if they're a candidate for a particular product or service or where they are in the buying process and what's the next mm-hmm. step you should take with them is that kind of the direction you're headed I think so. Yeah, you know what what you know about a user, whether it's anonymous or it's not anonymous. Um, you know, provided that you're not crossing any line again with respect to you know privacy or um, or disclosure of information. Uh, you know, I think my perspective is that end users want a better experience. Uh, marketers want to give it to them, and so there's really no reason to not take advantage of that information um, and use it to uh, inform better tests. Uh, feed into um, targeting slash personalization uh, capabilities um, and so on. So yeah, I think we're we're kind of in violent agreement. Yeah, I think it, and, and this stuff is not your ten, twenty, thirty percent improvements by trying different colors and buttons. I mean, personalization, real time data append, uh, behavioral targeting, dynamic content. These are things that have the potential in tests we've done to improve things by several hundred percent. I mean, it's just wickedly effective. It takes right. a lot of work, a lot more work, but uh, these are this is not your on average improvements. These are just this is when you really start getting the one to one personalization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I would well, say it's yeah. It, it's it's th- this stuff is not fixing problems. It's really it's getting ahead of the curve. Yeah, way ahead. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. well. Thanks again for your insight into kind of the advanced leading edge of of testing. Uh, thanks also for speaking at our recent uh, conversion conference, Chicago. Uh, as everyone knows, our next one is Fort Lauderdale, October 9th and 10th. We hope to see you there. And uh, if, if you sign up uh, as our loyal Webmaster Radio listener, you can use the code WMFM for $100 off. Uh, Eric, what's, uh, what's next for you in uh, July and as we look towards the fall? Um, bigger and better stuff. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think like, like when we opened up, uh, you know, the interview, um, it's just looking beyond, uh, the basics, looking beyond the low hanging fruit and really figuring out, um, you know, what's the next frontier of, um, stuff that we can do to improve, um, how users experience your site. Well, fantastic. Thanks again for being on the show. It's good to have you back and I look forward to seeing you at the next conversion conference. Take care, everyone. This has been your host, Tim Ash for LPO, Landing Page Optimization.